foosball. You playing the foosball behind my back? The only reason I'm doing this is so, so I can go to school. School? You going to school? Ow! I'm sorry, Mama. I wanted to tell you. You all gallivant with your fancy foosball friends at school while I'm sitting here all day with nobody to keep me company except Steve? The chickens are coming home to roost, Bobby Boucher. You reaped the fruit of your selfish ways. You gonna lose all your fancy foosball games, and you're gonna fail your big exam, because school is... The devil? <gasps> Everything is the devil to you, mama! Well, I like school, and I like football, and I'm gonna keep doing a both because they make me feel good. And by the way, mama, alligators are ornery because they're medulla oblongata. And I like Vicky, and she likes me back. And she showed me her boobies, and I like them too. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book boobies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Leroy with my co-host. This is Eli. Yep, and we're back with another episode. And Eli, are you ready for some foosball? Foosball, yes. Yes. I was. I was actually watching preseason shit. So really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did did your team play today? Anything like that? Or? They did. They played and they won. Yes. Oh, cool. So that and, was nice. And your team is the Vikings. Minnesota. I know you told me this. I completely forgot at the moment you told me. That's okay. <laughs> I'll be honest with you because I'm glad you're excited for it. I'm glad everybody else is excited for it. I mean, I don't give a fuck about football. I don't. I used to want to try to care to get into it. But I'm the older I get, the more I'm starting to realize that I don't really give a shit about doing stuff that other people like. I just like what I like. So I'm getting less and less enthused with foosball. And I hate this time of year. Even though I know you all love it. I'm just sick of hearing about it on social media, on the feed, <laughs> on every conversation. I go to the urinal. I take a piss. This guy walks right beside me, pulls his dick out, take a piss, also turns to me and says, how about them cowboys? Fuck the cowboys. <laughs> oh, damn. I thought you said, how about this dick? <laughs> <laughs> he might have well said it. Shit, I don't care. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> 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 so yeah i don't give a fuck about football season i'm just gonna ride this shit out till it's over where super bowl will kind of catch my attention because they got like a whole bunch of commercials and shit like that but yeah otherwise they don't care you know you know what i used to be like that i i i didn't know even how 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 football even worked until i was well into my 20s until wow. i played until i played nfl blitz on like playstation one <laughs> I had no idea how football NFL was, blitz the, the rules out of, out of all yeah. games. Yeah. NFL <laughs> blitz. I, yeah, my brother was all in. He loves football. He watches like 
those channels and shit. He is so deep into football, but I just didn't give a shit, you know, um, until uh, I think it was the 2010 Viking seasons when he was living with me. He just got out of jail and he he was living with me at the time. And that was like the season when the Vikings had Brett Favre. And so I was just watching it every weekend because he was he was watching it. And then I got to, okay, I, I can get this. And so ever since then, I'm I'm not a big football fan, but I'm a casual fan. I'll watch the Vikings, you know. Okay. So, <laughs> but I can't. Yeah, I, for first, pretty much most of my life, I had no idea, like, how to even play it. Like, how the rules went or, you know. I <laughs> Pretty much every sport I learned how to play from a video game. Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, yeah, Madden, that's how I learned to play football. NBA Live, I learned how to play the NBA rules from there. One of those baseball games, I think King Griffey baseball. No, no, no. I take it back. Baseball, I, I knew. No, yeah, I knew baseball. I was no, on Little King League. Griffey. And, Definitely yeah, King Griffey was, on the 64, I learned how to play. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and NHL I was a Yankees hockey. fan, yeah. NHL hockey, I learned the rules when I watched the game and watched Mario Lemieux <laughs> fuck people up. I'm like, I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So, shout yeah. out to Sega Genesis. Yeah, pretty much same thing. I, like, did not – care about football did not ever yeah i had no idea i was a nerd i didn't know (laughs) (laughs) one day we'll grow out of that stage (laughs) it's just a phase so so yeah so for the past eight years has it been i guess i've been a i i'm a casual football fan (laughs) and now to be honest with you eli i i gave it a good effort because i i claim one team i claim atlanta because like i said technically i'm from atlanta I don't tell people that, but I'm, anyway, that's a long story. So I'll claim an Atlanta team, and like I said, Thursday, it was the Falcons and the Eagles, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. So first half of the first quarter, I mean, first half of the first quarter, I watched, and I was like, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> Just change the channel, yeah. man. I said, fuck I, it. And I was like, fuck the Eagles, because they, they, they won, they played here for the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> And those and their their fans are assholes. So yeah, I was rooting against. I was actually uh, rooting for the Falcons. You know, oh, because fuck the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, but I think the Falcons still lost though. But oh well, they did. Yeah, it was it was lame. Another <laughs> reason I didn't watch them. Okay, but like I said, this is not a, a football podcast. We do have another football podcast called Talking Fouls Balls. What's the name of it, Eli? Is it is it is it football or is it just the Titans? I don't know. One of them. <laughs> Go listen to that shit. It, it's something. You you figured out yourself, uh, listeners. Yeah, comic all- nerds talking about football. About, yeah. Or about one team, of one football team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to sound exciting. Uh, and I hate to start the podcast because we, we move past that. We actually need to get to the other part of the podcast where we had some passings have. And I'll be honest with you, Eli, uh, 2018 seemed like it's, it's giving 2016 to run for its money. Yeah. It's starting to it. It's starting to now because, uh, yeah, we just had a passing of Burt Reynolds, legendary actor Burt Reynolds of Hollywood, and one of the biggest movie stars ever. It's, it's ever cool. of all time. Yeah. I mean, I think in 1978, I think he had four movies that were released that year, all in the top ten. Like, Probably. Who who does that? You know, yeah. Not nowadays, you can't do that. You know. Uh, Unless Marvel released three, four movies and probably not dreams in all of them. That's about it. Tom, so. Tom Cruise and all. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's going on. And I, I realized there was a generational gap with Burt Reynolds because the news broke at work. And I was telling people at work and there was an older co-worker that was there. And I, I broke the news to him that, man, Burt Reynolds died. And he, you know, he was upset. Like, oh, man, Burt Reynolds? Man, I can't believe that. Then the younger co-worker came up and saw us talking about it. Like, oh, what are you guys talking about? 
and Burt Reynolds died. And you saw this glazed look over their face like, who? I'm like, oh, man. That's when you know you feel old right now when you say that. Was he on Archer once? <laughs> right. <laughs> Brian Reynolds' dad? Like, no, nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't yeah. in Deadpool at all. Sorry. So, yeah, and it's a generation guy. And the thing is, Burt Reynolds is like, you know, like a special, you know, celebrity like that. Burt Reynolds changed my life in a, in indirectly. You okay. Know, because he everybody knows he's the bandit. That's right. Yep. And everybody knows that the car he drove was a, uh, was a 1975, 76. Trans Am, yeah. Yep, Firebird Trans Am. So he drove a Trans Am in that uh, movie. And... My parents, like, I guess, 84, 85, something like that, also bought a Trans Am. I guess they bought the 84, 85 version of the uh, Firebird Trans Am. Wasn't the same model from that. They pro- Honestly, was it the, I'm was probably... Was it the kit car? That's what I just oh. to say. I'm, now that I look at, look at it, I'm probably more influenced in life by David Hasselhoff and Burt Reynolds. <laughs> but they both had a large impact on my life. So. And they were both cool in my book. And, both, both, those, cool. and both those cars were cool in my book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they quote the words of Star Lord, and they both hooked up with hot women and fought robots. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But anyway, the point I was trying to get to that is that they bought a 1985 Trans Am. Uh, apparently, I got it, and that was my car through high school, all the way through college, all the way through my, you know, my first job and stuff like that, and and rode around with it everywhere. And the car was so iconic because everybody knew that car. They pretty much associate that car with me. When I joined Facebook, if you look at my Facebook page, that is my first pay, uh, Facebook profile, that car. You know, Are you wearing a cowboy hat? I was not wearing a cowboy <laughs> hat. I left it at home that day. <laughs> Do you have the Reynolds stash, that porno <laughs> Reynolds stash? I can't grow the porno <laughs> stash, man. I tried. I get all kind of whiskers and stuff, you know. <laughs> Tom Selleck stash, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so shout out to Burt Reynolds, man. I mean, you just like little stuff that you do in life. You just never know how it's gonna affect somebody else. So. And plus, like I said, remember I told you my favorite show, Dukes of Hazard. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah he was never on Dukes of Hazard, but the point is that show, you know. <laughs> and what? Yeah, and what happened to like, like Smokey and the Bandit, Cannonball Run, mm-hmm. Cooper, Convoy, like all Stroker these Stroker Ace, exactly. Stroker Ace, Six Pack. Remember, like. Back like seventies, eighties, there was like these trucker race car movies. Like well, that was like a genre, you know. Well, I mean? There's a reason for that. Steve McQueen invented it. <laughs> yeah, it's like where, what, whatever happened to them. Besides, well, I mean, besides the Fast and the Furious, but we don't I, have. I'll like, tell, tell you what happened. Star Wars. Yeah, but still, like there was Cannonball Run movies in the eighties after Star Wars, and Stroker Ace was like. But those movies, the heyday, were in the 70s. There were still movies in the 80s. And think about it, even with Cannonball Run, they were still kind of on the comedy side, the campy side, where, you know, like you had movies like Bullet, and, you know, you had, uh, even like every movie back then had a car chase. Chinatown, all the movies like that, they were taken a lot more seriously. And people went to the movies specifically to see a car chase. Yeah, basically, because that's what Smokey and Abandon is. Right, that's what it was. It's, it's a like big car chase. Right? Half, ch- half movies of car chase. Right, and with the evolution of special effects started getting better and better and better, you see less of the car chase and more of that, and it did kind of just die off. So, yeah. I guess, because then that movie Hoop, Hooper was one of my favorites, yeah. where he played the stuntman, and that jump, they, the, and then there was like the newer, because was Jan Michael Vincent, he was like. A, a, a more modern day stuntman doing all the technical explosions and and you know all that shit was happening and the, the old stunts were starting to get phased out in Hollywood and 
Right. You know, I remember that, that Hollywood and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then they made that jump. I just remember that jump that they did at the end with the, the, the rocket car. And I thought that was dope. Right. Kind of like Evil <laughs> Knievel. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, it, it, at the time, Burt Reynolds owned Hollywood. Like he it, it was if Burt Reynolds in a movie, everybody it was guaranteed money. Yeah, yeah. But now we live in a, a decade. Now we live in an era where movie stars don't exist really. Mm-hmm. They really don't. You just can't slap somebody's name on a movie and people just go see it. It doesn't happen like that anymore. You got to have yeah. some kind of gimmick to get people to go there. They, they, they don't see movies for for people. Anymore. Yeah, they know who motherfuckers are, but they want them to stay one character. Right. Like Ro- Robert Downey Jr. You know, everyone will go see him play Iron Man, but they don't. Want, who who saw the Judge? I was just going to say, who saw the Judge? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, moving past that, but yeah, rest in peace to Burt Reynolds. Uh, another passing, and the funny thing is, was I was actually going to lead this podcast off. I had this whole thing I was going to do with uh, and Eli. We talked about it last week. Remember the Eminem and Eminem album that came out? Yeah. Okay, so it was a lot of backlash and repercussion that happened to that album that I was going to get into about that. Uh, with this whole beef with Machine Gun Kelly and stuff like that, and basically every white rapper out there losing their minds just attacking Eminem at one time. And I was going to have this whole rant, but something happened. That news got completely swept away because two days ago, another white rapper actually passed. So, yeah, yeah so it was uh, his name is Mac Miller. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I'm sort of kind of familiar with him. I'm not. I'm not really uh, too big of a fan of his music. I've heard his music before, but yeah, he, he's been around before. He's actually one of those rappers, like, you know he's white, right? But when you listen to his music, you don't know he's white. Okay. So you listen to yeah. his music, and you just listen to it, you're like, okay. And then when you see him on TV, you're like, oh, okay. That changed everything I just heard of what you just did, you know. Kind of like when you're, uh, what was I going to say, Hootie and the Blowfish. You know, you find out he's oh. black, you know, just fucked your whole head up, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, and... Yeah, rest of peace, Mac Miller. I don't really have too much to talk about that. Yeah, um, I was really never a fan either. But hey, you know, you know, good journey to him too. Yeah. Uh, moving past that, can we talk about the moving to the next part of the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's talk about it. So the next part of the podcast for those that have been longtime listeners of ours that know we're going to talk about the box office numbers and we're going to get down to it to the nitty gritty of it. And like I said, September is still a shit month, but don't worry. When we get through September, October is going to be interesting. So, Eli, give it to me. What's number one? Was it The Nun? It was The Nun. By a good margin. Like a good margin. Like they just ran away with it. Yeah, I heard it was like huge. All right, Eli, give it to me. What is this movie? It's it's a horror movie. It's not a a bit. I really don't know. Yeah, it's a horror movie. So, just them. Those movies do well. Usually, they got a a niche uh, uh, market. But this is... Was it the fourth or fifth film in the Conjuring universe? Are you serious? So it's yeah. that whole thing. Okay. Yeah, Conjuring, the Conjuring universe, cinematic universe. It's a, it's a. How many movies is it now? There's two Conjurings. There's two Annabelles, and this would be the fifth one. Yeah. So this is the fifth, the fifth movie. So they're five movies deep into this uh, shared universe. Wow, and cinematic universe. paying attention they're making all this money so yeah. <laughs> i've actually seen them all uh, and, my and kids are big, weird about yeah. it like people are probably seeing the movie because they're in this cinematic universe you know? yeah like, um, i gotta but, keep up with the stories you watch it yeah play. uh my kid's a big fan of them i'm not a big supernatural horror fan i'm not into ghosts and haunted houses i just find them boring 
But uh, but I must say, the Conjuring movies aren't that bad. Um, they're directed by James Wan, who has been doing good things lately. He's got a, you know, he did one of the Fast and Furious. He's got Aquaman coming up. So he he, he, he did a good job on uh, the Conjuring movies and uh, made them pretty watchable, even for even though I'm not a fan of the genre. Mm-hmm. I thought they were pretty still well made. Wait, was it James Wan or Justin Lin? Uh, I get, James I get Wan. Confused. That's right, because Justin Lin. Yeah. Man, that's not racist. <laughs> I mean, because they both get Fast and the Furious. I mean, don't get mad at me. You know, I can't remember which one did what. You know. I think Justin Lin. He's uh, he's, he's uh, he was, no, he's no, just no. James Wan's doing Aquaman. Oh, oh, damn! I really am a racist. Oh shit. Yeah, Justin Lin did. Uh, was it uh, Better Luck Tomorrow and um, James Bond? He's done. No, that was that. <laughs> <laughs> that was that Asian movie. It was like a, it was like Crazy Witch Asians, but back in the nineties. <laughs> oh, like, oh, kind of like Joy Luck Club and stuff. Okay. Yeah, it was like a bunch of like uh, like teenagers. It was a bunch of Asian teenagers in high school doing uh, grimy shit. You know. So, okay. Yeah. Good movie. Pretty good movie. I guess. Uh, oh, he started Saw. One of them, which one started Saw? James Wan. That's okay. James Wan. Okay. Yeah. Now I now, now I know the difference. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure Justin Lin is not doing Aquaman? No, that's James Wan. <laughs> I'm gonna look this up, man, because I, I honestly I feel like a huge racist if I if I got. Yeah, you wrong. better get it right, man, on your comic book co- podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll figure that at the end. Uh, we'll do a poll at the end. Am I right or am I racist? One or the other. Uh, number two. What, what, what you, oh, I'll tell you. Fuck it. You oh, you only get. Uh, number two is Crazy Rich Asians, of course. Make a huge amount of money. They've already greenlit a, greenlit a sequel. Uh, there's like a huge bunch of these novels, so they can keep making these movies. You, you got a franchise on your hands right now. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I did not know there were. A, it was a book. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, there's like a bunch of them, like a whole series. So, yeah. Uh, number three, we have Peppermint. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I kind of want to see that. I kind of want to see that too. Yeah. I mean, the the Capital One girl looks like she's doing pretty good in that movie. Yeah, yeah, fucking the female death wish. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, most people, I, I guess Jennifer Garner is so removed from, because remember, in last decade, she was a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, she, Alias, you know. Electra, she was the first Electra. <laughs> I, okay, now now you're explaining why she's not anymore. <laughs> I was just about to say, what happened to Jennifer Garner? You just brought up Electra, like, oh, that's what happened. Okay. <laughs> that's why she's stuck doing Capital One commercials all day and shit. Oh, uh, yeah, elect, uh, alias, because I think, I think, like Jessica Jones, right? They were going to do a Jessica Jones story, uh, like on ABC, like a decade ago, and she was going to play her at first, you know, then decided to do the whole alias thing and whatever. But, yeah. But I want to yeah, say, make a alias comment. separate from the, the, the separate Marvel, yeah. Because yeah. I was confused about that, too. So. Right, because in the comics, the comic is called Alias. It's not called Jessica yeah. Jones, it's called Alias. Yeah. But she played in Alias. Super confusing. Fuck it. I'm, I'm, my head's hurting. Who passed that? Uh, number four, your movie, The Meg. The shark oh, movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number five, Searching. Still hanging in there. Uh, they made the budget. They made that movie off like $50 and it's making all this money. So, uh, number six, Mission Impossible Fallout. Let me look at Mission Impossible. See what it is. What number? Five? Still hanging in there. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Mission Impossible Fallout is uh, at $726 million. Okay. I'm, I'm relieved, Eli. I'm going to tell you why I'm relieved. Mm-hmm. Because I thought for a second, remember we had this news last week about uh, Ant-Man and Watts doing all this money in China? 
Yeah. And I thought for a second that man, please don't tell me Ant Man and Wasp beat Mission Impossible Fallout at the movie theater. That I, I would be done. I I I I would boycott something or somebody because there's no way Ant Man and the Wasp should be even close to making the same money Mission Impossible Fallout made. Like <laughs> just another random ass Marvel movie versus one of the movies that had some of the best stunts in the last ten years. Like no. Moving past that, uh, what else we got? Disney Christopher Robin. Uh, number eight, Operation Finale. The fuck? Oh, that's the 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 hunting Nazis movie. Oh, it's supposed to be good. Yeah. You told me that last week. Why, why did I, I forget? I it? did, man. I don't yeah, you're not. You're paying attention. You're lucky. I'm not a like. I'm not your girlfriend. Dude. Like, <laughs> you didn't remember this. You know? <laughs> I told you that last week. How many? You don't listen to me. <laughs> right. Well, I would have just lied and said I did. No, I, I I heard it. I know what you're saying. Not really. <laughs> uh, number nine, we have Alpha, the dog movie, and number ten, Black. Clansman. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I'm probably going to see that next week. Black Clansman? Yeah. I know you guys oh. did a whole podcast about it. Already. I didn't see it yet, but Anthony's seen it a couple of times. He was trying to get me to go. He wanted to see it again and wanted to get wanted me to go with them, but I, I was doing shit. So. Didn't you guys do a review on it? I He did a review. I let him talk about it. You know? Oh. So okay. he reviewed it. I was going to listen to the podcast. I got tired of doing stuff. I'm going to get caught up on Everybody's podcast, yours, Comic Cast, this Geese and Comics, talking vows. What the fuck? I'm just curious <laughs> to hear what that is, you know. Uh, yeah, and that's all. And yeah, so that's the that's the box office numbers right now. Still kind of whatever, but don't worry. The closer we get to October, the more interest gonna get because don't remember we have Venom coming. Oh, that's right. And hey, fucking Predator comes out next week or the week after. Oh, really? One of these days. Yeah, the new Predator movie is coming out. That, that's like my next movie I'm seeing. <laughs> okay, cool. We got to check that out. So, yeah. So, like I said, we can move on past that and we can talk about, uh, let's talk about Netflix. Okay. okay. Uh, well, one thing I want to give you guys an announcement that one movie did hit Netflix that I wasn't expecting to hit, and that is Black Panther. So, oh, if you yeah. haven't seen it yet, the last three of you that haven't seen the movie, uh, go watch it because it made like all the money in the world, uh, at least in America. Another uh, thing on Netflix, another movie has been and I probably should say this for the video game news, but fuck it, I'm gonna just start now because I got other shit to talk about in video game news. But we can talk about Witcher. And uh, Eli, how how familiar are you with Witcher? I know it's a video game about swords and dragons and shit. And you are correct. Yeah. Just like <laughs> every other 50 million video games that have the same. <laughs> but the thing is, they have a, a leading actor in the move in in the, the show. And the actor has been cast as Henry Cavill. Ooh. Yeah, so he landed it. And the funny thing about it is that Henry Cavill has been campaigning to play the role. And That's the people cool. that have been doing this show have been campaigning for Henry Cavill to do it. So, yeah, he landed it, and he's going to do the role. So most people don't notice about Henry Cavill, but he's actually like a huge gamer. Oh, no so, shit. Matter of fact, uh, they said when Zack Snyder called him, that told him, tell him that he got the role of Superman... He missed the call because he was playing World of Warcraft. Oh, really? Yeah, so left it <laughs> on voicemail. Uh, another thing, remember the uh, sad Ben Affleck meme, right? Yeah. And most people misconstrue where that meme came from. They thinking because somebody asked him about BVS and he just got depressed and just wanted to leave, some shit like that. Actually, what was going on is that the uh, interviewer asked Henry Cavill about a video game called Demon Souls. And Henry Cavill wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. That's when you saw Ben Affleck's eyes start glazing over. Because <laughs> he wanted him to shut the fuck up about it, but it was too late then. They just mean the shit out of him. That was it. So, yeah. Oh, uh, 
You know who Henry Cavill, like, when I see those pictures of The Witcher and then Henry Cavill's picture next to it, it he would play, like, a, a, a snake from uh, Metal Gear Solid. I think he kind of, if you, if you give him a, put him in a beard and shit. Like, I, I can't say. He's too, he's too large, you know. Who, Snake or, or, or... No, Henry Cavill. Because you got to be, like, stealthy, you know, like that. I, I can't see him playing that. Hmm. I mean, okay. the perfect person, of course, would be Kurt Russell from 1983, you know. Oh, but well, yeah, he can't yeah. do that. You know? He's old as hell. He's old as hell now, <laughs> but he would have been the perfect Snake, you know. Uh, But, yeah, but so, Eli, what do you think? Does that mean Superman's dead? Like, Man of Steel 2 is just... Oh, shit, I, I forgot about it. Sure, why what? not? Yeah, just that. <laughs> I, which I've been saying for the longest. Like, he, he's looking for work now. He just can't sit around and just wait for a, a script to even be, you know, written, which hasn't been yet. So, yeah, he's looking for the work now. He's on Netflix. Probably going to be awesome. I've played Witcher for a little while. Like I said, it's another dragon and dungeon and swords thing. Is it like a multi... Like, cause, like, like shit like Skyrim and... It's you know, kind of like that, yeah. I, I just ain't got time for all that shit. It's like a, a 200-hour game where you got to yeah. run around. And yeah, it's, I, I, I can't do that shit. One I of these just days wanna, I'm going to get Give it. me a mission. Let me just fucking kill shit and be done, you know. Right. That's, that's you know. <laughs> that's the thing. But then there's been a, a controversy also that's come up from Netflix. Like I said, well, from The Witcher Show, because not only has Henry Cavill been cast, uh, but the other ca- they put out a casting call for a character called Siri. And now mm-hmm. the casting call they said it has to be is what they call Bane. Now I'm gonna pull up what Bane means right now. Uh, Bane. Bane. Not Bane. Like, oh yes, I wonder what you know, not that. Bane. B A M E. Oh. I'll tell you just a second, I'm trying to pull the numbers up. And while you're talking uh, just by the way, Justin Lin he directed uh, like almost all the fucking Fast and Furious movies since Tokyo Drift. What James Wan did one of them. Yeah, James Wan did one of them, but uh-huh. he's he Justin Lin did a bunch and Star Trek Star Trek Beyond. He did that. Did that, and then he he directed some of the Community episodes, the Paintball episode. My favorite one, uh, the one yeah. Modern Warfare. That's my favorite yep. one. Yeah, Which he I, directed I that. I thought that was the Russos, but it was actually Justin Lin. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Justin Lin's been, uh, yeah. Uh, he's, his next movie's supposed to be Hot Wheels, it says. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a Hot Wheels movie. Okay, you I know. guess. Should we talk about the Michael Bay uh, secret project going on? Probably not. Uh, sure. Well, if it's it, the rumor, it's a rumor. The rumor, yeah. The rumor is that he's supposed to work on a secret Thundercat movie. Mm-hmm. And everybody's losing their mind, like, oh, wow, we're getting a Thundercat movie. Like, every other like, 80s cartoon gonna, movie hadn't sucked so far. And there's going to be, like, like two Thundercats in the movie for, like, 30 seconds, and the rest is going to be, like, Shia LaBeouf running away from shit blowing up. Right, trying to get laid <laughs> or some shit, you know. <laughs> so I still don't understand why people get hype over this shit or excited over this shit. Don't look. I've, I've watched those cartoons over again, all those 80s cartoons. They suck. They're not very good. They're very repetitive. The animation was terrible. The storylines was terrible. And at the end of the day, they were just 30-minute cartoon. I mean, 30-minute commercials for you to buy their toys. That's all they were made for. 
So, but yeah. people get excited for the shit. You know what those cartoons are? They were our Teen Titans Go. That's what they were. I suppose. So, but yeah, you guys get hyped for a, a Thundercats cartoon when Michael Bay breaks your heart again. Because you never <laughs> learned your fucking lesson. You didn't learn your fucking lesson the first five times he did it. Yeah, he's, he needs a new franchise to fuck Except up. for Battleship. <laughs> Battleship, we give him a pass on. Wait, he I thought that was Battleship. Peter Berg. That was Peter Berg. I'm sorry. I'm not Berg. giving. Right. I'm giving Michael Bay no credit for that shit. That was Peter Berg. That's why Battleship worked. Uh, what are we talking about? Yeah, Bane. Bane. Now, what's Bane? Oh, yeah. So I was wondering. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, Bane means black, Asian, and, min- or, and minority ethnic. So, what Bane means is that they're not looking for a white woman. Okay. Yeah, even though so, in the video game, Siri is a white woman. Or white boy. Or white and, something. And these are supposed to be like like Vikings and shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Here's one thing I noticed about about uh, The Witcher. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm just going to give you a hot take. And I don't mean any offense when I say this. It's the whitest video game I've ever played. You know? So... I understand some people like it, but I understand when I play the game, I was like, okay, this is like deep in Europeanness. This is what you oh. like the the whole thing, and and that's cool if that's you like. Then I understand some people are getting pissed because oh, they're trying to inject diversity into you know The Witcher when it never, when the video game it's as white as you can see. It's not a a tan face in sight on that video game. You know that's what it is, and. Honestly, you're like, that's how it should be. Like, okay. What if you watched Black Panther and you was in Wakanda and some, you know, Mexican dude just walked out of nowhere? I heard fucking people got pissed just because uh, Everett Ross was in the fucking movie. Oh, yeah. I heard people in the theater. Like, what the fuck he doing here? Like, you know. <laughs> The fuck? Like, I thought this was Black Panther. You're oh, right. <laughs> I'm like, pick up a fucking comic. He's in the comic, you know. They think they added Everett Ross for diversity reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but that's the thing about that one. So people are getting excited about uh, keep people getting pissed off about Siri being not white. And I'll be honest with you, I'm on their side. I think Witcher should be just as white as it is in the in the video game. Just yeah. leave it alone, man. You know, I mean, and plus like that, I might, said- that might take you out of it. I remember, uh, okay, have you played Resident Evil 5? Resident Evil 5. Maybe I don't know which one. I, okay. I've, I've lost track. Okay, I know it's the one in shit. Africa. You mean the, the one, one in, in Africa? Africa? The one in yeah, Africa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so in E3 when they showed the trailer, what they had was that you do this big beefy white dude, Chris Wright, and the whole game was just said shooting a whole bunch of zombie fire black people, and it freaked yeah. everybody the fuck out. Like, oh, okay, this shit doesn't look right. So when the actual game came out, he's in Africa, right? So you see black people, zombie fire black people. All of a sudden, you see like. Zombify Asian people and zombify Mexican people. You're like, isn't this Africa? What the fuck are they doing here? South Africa. It's Jaybird. I guess, man. <laughs> so they're like, we're gonna turn down the, you know, for diversity reasons or you know, the tone BPC. But at the same time, they still have zombify spear chuckers, you know, in a, in a certain area with Africa. So I'm like, you're not really helping the situation. Your situation. You know? yeah. So some shit just, you know, if you do stuff like that, sometimes they can take you out of the experience. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've said this before, cultural appropriation goes both ways. If you're going to get pissed off over a a colored person's role being whitewashed, then, hey, you know, this is, 
like I said, Thor. Thor is basically the Viking Jesus, but he's nothing like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, to be honest with you, I can let Thor slide. You know, when you got Black Heimdall and a Black Valkyrie stuff like that, because yeah. it's, it's it's in space. Yeah, it's a fictionalized version of this of their mythology. And right. I, but but like I said, if we're gonna get pissed off over over you know our culture being appropriated, you know, well if this is you know if this is culturally relevant to the story in the game, then yeah, we shouldn't change theirs either. You know, so I think it goes both ways. You know, so we got if we if we want to respect if we want others if we want our culture to be respected, we got to give it back. So that's what I say. Right. So I, I, you know, I mean, I don't really give a shit. I never played the game, so I don't really care. But if if it's relevant to the story, then uh, yeah, then you know, and it shouldn't be there just for diversity reasons, and and it's because that's what's into because people might bitch about hey, there's no black people in in, in Viking country. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, let it go, man. It's okay. Yeah. We, we I, I promise you, Hollywood, we understand. We yeah. get it, you know. You don't have to cater us and stuff like that. We're not going to boycott Witcher because there's nothing. Well, some idiot's going to do it. Yeah, Why aren't so, there uh, any yeah, black people in yeah. Witcher? Yeah, there's, you know, there's always, you know, people who are going to complain and make a bunch of noise, but, you know, but fuck them. Yeah, sometimes you got to <laughs> ignore them, stuff like that. Anyway, have we uh, wasted enough time with filler, and can we get back to the podcast? Yeah. Because I don't give a shit about Witcher one way or another. I don't, make everybody black. I really don't give a shit. <laughs> This is going to be a movie that I probably won't even watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, let's get back on topic. Let's talk about some shit we should have talked about earlier. Let's talk about Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. I, de- I forgot all about that shit. And how did you forget about Captain Marvel when she broke the internet? I know, man. Like <laughs> Supposedly. Because <laughs> she came out someday, which I completely forgot about, and they did back and forth on Twitter with uh, Entertainment Weekly. Let's break the internet, and like, okay, let's do it. And you think it's gonna be like some huge trailer or something like that, or you know, something like that? Nope, just a bunch of pictures. Yeah, it was like, oh, that's it. Okay, and yeah. so they showed pictures of her, and okay, Eli, I'm gonna ask you, what did you think about Brie Larson in full costume as Captain America? Uh, Marvel, what the fuck she is? Rogue, I don't give a shit. I thought she was fine. She was cool with it. Yeah. I, I, I had I, no problems. I had no problems. <laughs> I had no problems. I don't see how anybody can have a problem. I mean, she looks exactly like I expected Brie Larson to look as Captain Marvel. So yeah. that's why it didn't really just blow me away. I was like, okay, she looks like she's supposed to look. Okay. Yeah. Especially since they was, you know, boss logic dudes all have all these, like, leaked footage and photoshop footage stuff like that she looks like that yeah i thought it was fine yeah uh just running through some other pictures that i saw in there okay we also got the scrolls our yeah. first uh picture of the live action scrolls like i said i did a little review on this one at right geekery they may have put it up they may have not put it up i don't know uh but like i said i talked about the scrolls and i don't know if it's gonna be a whole army of scrolls because of the picture I saw, it was just four scrolls, and it may just be four scrolls just fucking up everything. And yeah. they confirmed, they gave a little backstory on the scrolls. One of the scrolls is going to infiltrate, infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D. He's going to be like a high-ranking S.H.I.E.L.D. officer. Remember the bad guy from Rogue Run? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah. He's uh, the, bad, the bad guy and everything. So yeah. Uh, like I said, what else we got? We got a young Ronin. 
we got like the Kree army, like they call them. They got like the Kree version of the Avengers. I can't remember the name. I read them in a the comic. Completely forgot about it. I think they're the Star Force or some bullshit. Uh, what else we got? Young Sam Jackson. Oh yeah, with two eyes. With two eyes. Now he will not lose his eye in this movie. He's not supposed to, because you know they showed him like years later when he was talking to Robert Redford. He still had his eye. So yeah. if that's gonna happen, it's not supposed to happen in this movie. Unless, you know, Marvel fucks with continuity. But, no, they, they're usually not that bad. They're not DC. They usually keep up with stuff like that. So, uh, the one thing that I was worried about was because they announced that somebody was going to be Monica Rambeau in the movie. Or they just announced that, a, that you know, Carol Dan was going to have a black best friend. I was like, oh, man, they're going to turn Monica Rambeau into you know, the black sidekick like Falcon and War Machine, stuff like that. But, actually, I was wrong, Eli. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, Monica Rambeau is not her black best friend actually what's her name maria rambo is her black best friend which i'm totally fine with okay yeah because they said of course this is based in the 90s it's like you know 20 years ago something like that and they said that maria rambo is a single mother air force pilot that has a young daughter so then you know it doesn't take scooby-doo to figure it out okay oh the young daughter must be monica rambo so apparently when Captain Marvel, you know, flies off into space and comes back, you know, Infinity War, Monica will be a full-grown adult by then. And then you can have Spectrum and Photon and whoever the f- else the fuck going to be in there. So Cool. Pretty cool. I, it's one thing that has me worried about this movie, though, Eli. Oh, yeah? I feel like Marvel is throwing so much shit in there. It's almost like you're forgetting that Captain Marvel is in this movie. Like, okay. they, you got scrolls. You got project pegasus you got the creed you got the whole war you got secret invasion you got young shield you got colson who knows whatever the fuck might pop up in this shit you're like okay where's captain marvel on this shit it's almost like like marvel doesn't believe in captain marvel that makes yeah sense. i can understand that yeah because i'm gonna tell you the truth i'm not very familiar with the whole with captain marvel's like backstory yeah. You know, I'm like I, I've said this before. I was never into Cosmic Marvel. Yeah. I don't really know what the fuck was going on in space, other than whatever the Fantastic Four was doing. That's <laughs> right. That was about the extent of it, and maybe some Silver Surfer. But I never really got into the whole cosmic side of Marvel, so yeah. I'm not very familiar. I can't tell you about the Kree Scroll War, War or any of that shit. I don't know any of the details of that, and and it just Captain Marvel would. Just popped up in some of the books I read, you know, and she was basically a Superman. Basically, <laughs> she, was, she was Supergirl, <laughs> she, <laughs> you Supergirl. know, you know, and and so that's about all I know. I knew she was from space, but so I don't know any of these details. So, um, and judging by that, I can understand why. Yeah, oh, Marvel's gonna cram all this shit in there to try to, you know, to try to appease. You know, hook hook those hook those people to get in those seats. Again, right to you make know? you feel like you have to watch this movie instead of just saying, "Hey," because they can't they can't sell it on being a, a female superhero movie. You can't you can't sell it. that doesn't fly anymore because yeah. Wonder Woman already did that. Yeah, and everybody knew who Wonder Woman was. I mean, Wonder Woman every she's an icon. You know, so just just the familiarity of the character got people in the seats. No, you know. No, only comic book nerds know who Captain Marvel is. Right. You know, and, and I still even like, less even care. You know? Yeah, I still get questions. You know, like, 
So at the end of Infinity War, that 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 thing that Nick Fury dropped, what was that? Right. And they're like, that 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 was Captain Marvel symbol. Oh yeah, who's that? She's like this. She's like Supergirl. That's all I can tell. <laughs> right. And she's from space. And like, really? What the? Bu-? I'm like, I don't really know. I mean, I. <laughs> right. And then you get confused. Captain Marvel. Isn't that the guy that fought Superman? Like, no, that's yeah, isn't not. that Shazam? Like, right. <laughs> and it's even more confusing. You like, oh fuck, man. Yeah. So, so for those who I know a lot of you don't know who the fuck Captain Marvel is, so I'm just gonna make it completely simple who she is. Yeah. You all know who Rogue is, right? Rogue <laughs> is the one who got her powers. Done. That's all you need to know. <laughs> so let's leave it at that. Oh yeah, moving past that. Can we move to the video video game section now? Oh yeah, you've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. I'm waiting for this all fucking yeah. day. Can man. I just go take a shit right, real quick? While yeah, you man, just go, talk like about? you always do, man. Go smoke a cigarette while I just rant for a while. You know, this is like your break time every part of the podcast. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like Eli, you know what I've been doing all weekend? Yeah, I've been playing fucking Spider Man because I know I was supposed to watch Iron Fist. We were supposed to give you like this huge Iron Fist blowout. We were supposed to talk about it for two hours. Fuck Iron Fist. I don't care yeah. about that shit. I was so glad when you said, no, I'm not watching Iron Fist. I'm like, While you were telling Sweet. me that, I was playing Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do we have to watch Iron Fist this weekend? You're like, no, I'll play Spider-Man. Cool, because I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, here's the thing. If Ryan paid us more, or any, at all, <laughs> then we would be obligated to, you know, review Iron Fist for you guys. But at the same time, like, like I said, the older I get, the less I give a shit about shit I don't give a shit about. Iron Fist is on that list. So I'm like, why am I going to sit there and surf through Iron Fist when I can be doing shit that I want to do? Like playing Spider-Man. So, and that's what the fuck I did. Now, let's dig into it and just talk about actually what Spider-Man is. And Eli, holy fuck. <laughs> this game is awesome. <laughs> okay. I've been playing it. It makes you feel like you're Spider-Man. You're doing the swing and stuff like that. It actually has a really awesome story in it. Uh, they they don't follow the like they follow the comic book story, but you know it kind of plays with the origin itself. You know, okay. so they change up the stuff. In this story, Spider Man got his power to was fifteen. He's been Spider Man for eight years, so right now he's twenty three. And the story starts off with you fighting Kingpin, like that's the very first boss fight in there. Kingpin is a fucking monster, you know, breaking tables and throwing them at you and shit and punching you and you kill you in three hits and stuff. So you got to dodge and weave and swing and all the stuff like that. And then the more you get into the game, you know, the more powers and upgrade powers that Spider-Man gets and the more costumes he gets. So you can swing faster. You can throw, you know, you can like do it like Marvel's Capcom, right? He has the Marvel vs. Capcom combos in the game. Oh, so, yeah. I'm sitting there loving that shit. I'm like, oh, that's fucking awesome. You know, you can kick, you can air combo a guy, kick him, swing at him, then snatch another guy up with the web, grab him, quick and kick. I'm like, fuck, so much shit. You can run up walls, swing on walls. Fuck, I want to play the game right now, man. Fuck this podcast. (laughs) 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 But yeah, like I said, going and then there's other little stuff in there also. There's a, like the city is just riddled with like Easter eggs, not just from New York because you're in New York, so you got like the Rockefeller Center and you got the Brooklyn Bridge stuff like that. But it's also got little Marvel Easter eggs in there stuff like that. So it's got uh, the Avengers towers in there. I was about you to know. say, is the Baxter Building there? The Baxter Building is not there. They're not legally oh. obligated to have the oh, Baxter Building. Oh damn it! I thought, what the fuck, Disney? I thought they bought all that shit. What the <laughs> hell? They didn't have, wait for the DLC. <laughs> It'll be in there. You have to pay, you know, twenty dollars to get the Baxter Building. So. <laughs> 
So they got yeah. the Avengers Tower. They have Doctor Strange Sanctum Sanctorum. And they're in uh-huh. the place they're supposed to be at because, you know, the Sanctum Sanctorum is supposed to be in uh, 110 Bleecker Street in Greenwich, Greenwich Village. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it's located in that exact location. Okay. Uh, Jessica Jones' private investigation firm is in the game. Oh, sweet. No yeah, shit. you find stuff like that. Uh, Daredevil's, you know, attorney at law, Foggy and Nelson, attorney at law, that's in the game. Cool. You know. Oh, uh, what else? The Cypress Hill Cemetery? Where Ghost, that's where Ghost Rider was. I don't yeah. think so. I haven't heard any. And if it is, and I break the news, oh, I'm telling everybody. <laughs> so I'm gonna find be the first one. Be the first one to find that shit. Because I found I found Rucker Park. Okay. Yeah, but there's no there's no Easter egg and no trophy for finding it. It's just like I was like swinging around like, oh fuck, I'm in Harlem. Like, oh shit. Okay. So I'm just swinging around and shit like that. Uh, the Wakandan embassy is in there. You know, like you walk up to it, and you see like Wakanda, blah blah blah, whatever like that. So I'm like, okay, that's pretty fucking cool. You know, got Wakanda flag stuff like that. So all this stuff is in the game, so you walk around and stuff like that, and you just see all this stuff. Plus, you're fighting, and you're swinging, and they got cool-ass boss fights, and the graphics are awesome. And, you know, you got Mary Jane, and you got Aunt May. You know, they got the relationships like that, and it's just, man. Now, if there's any negatives, and I ain't going to say it's a negative. I'll just say this. The game is heavily borrowing from Batman Arkham Knight, like from the Arkham series. Like okay, that's what I was about to say. Would, yeah. you, would you upgrade your suits and your moves and yeah, that that game engine? Because that's how the the Mad Max game was. Oh, really? And, know, and it's, honestly, it's a lot yeah. of games that ripped off the, the Arkham game. Yeah. So or, and, yeah, and, yeah. And Spider Man is a wholesale ripoff of that combat system. Okay. So, I mean, but is that a bad thing? Because the Arkham system is a awesome system. Yeah. That's so. And the thing is, like, Spider-Man, yeah, Spider-Man moves differently from Batman. Like, Batman, you know, all brutal and stuff like that, and, you know, counters and combos. But when you say that counter and combo button with Spider-Man, he doesn't just dodge and shit like that. He flips, you know, backwards flips and stuff like that. And he dodges and Spider-Sense flying off his head and stuff like that. So, you know, it makes sense. You know. Yeah. So, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, like I said, I haven't beaten the game. I've, I've barely scratched the surface of this game, honestly, because I've just been swinging around so much, just finding shit. I had next week to finish the story. So I'm going to get around to finish the story. Hopefully by next week, I'll finish that. But actually, Ryan has me on duty. I got to review another game. So I actually have work to do instead <laughs> of just playing <laughs> Spider-Man all day. So I'm trying to find juggle time to get all the taken care of. Yeah, but like I said, it, if you haven't played this game, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Why'd you buy Xbox? I don't I don't get that. There's nothing on there. <laughs> you got Spider-Man, you got God of War, you got all this other bullshit. Play get get go and get it. Well, like I say, I'm not gonna rate it right now. I'll probably rate it next week. You have to beat it and give you more details of the story and actually maybe review the story or something like that. So yeah. Alright, cool. Um uh, can we move past that? Yeah. Yeah, let's hurry and get this shit over so I can get back to the game. So <laughs> uh now let's move actually to the bread and butter of the podcast. We can talk about comic books, we review comic books. Uh that came out this week. And Eli, yeah. we're going to switch up this time because you read more books than I did. So I'm going to let you give you the honor of going first. Okay. Um, what are you doing again? Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I'll do it. Let's see. First off, top. Okay. Immortal Hulk number five. Awesome. S- still continues to be dope. Um, we learned. Okay. So last time, uh, Sasquatch, uh, Lingowski, whatever his name is, Walter Lingowski was uh, uh, doing an interview with McGee, the, well, I forget her name, the, the, the yeah, journalist. Yeah, yeah she's, she's uh, 
you know, doing a, you know, doing this investigative report on the return of Bruce Banner because he's been dead. Um, so she teams up with uh, uh, Sasquatch, who starts Sasquatching out in a hospital, and then you know, in pops Bruce Banner, who's been tracking gamma radiation, and um, he tracked gamma to the hospital, and just in time for Sasquatch to uh, rage out and. There begins the fight. That's where we pick up with this issue, where it's basically the Hulk versus Sasquatch. And they beat the shit out of each other. They bust up the fucking hospital. Um, and then we learn that Walter Lingowski was losing control of his, of his, of his monster, of his, his beast within. And it turns out there's a big reveal, spoilers, that somehow the ghost of Bruce Banner's father Oh got, shit! Got into Sasquatch, and that's making Sasquatch lose control. And um, for those who don't know, Bruce Banner's dad is a is a dick, an abusive asshole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so there's this cool moment where you know the Hulk is basically facing off with the source of a lot of his pain and tragedy, which was really cool to see, and. Then something really awesome happened. To defeat Sasquatch, the Hulk absorbed all the gamma radiation out of Walter. So he yeah, just he, took, he can do that, yeah. Yeah. So he took all the gamma radiation out of Walter, and Walter turns back into Walter. You know, and um, that's pretty much how the book ends. But we also know that since he took the monster out of Walter. Bruce Banner's father is now inside of the Hulk now. So that's oh, where the book ends. So, um, Like I said, this book continues to be awesome. It's going back to the horror roots of the Hulk, the old monster uh, monster movie stories lines, and uh, I'm digging it. So I give this a four out of five. This is I'm just loving this book right now. So. Okay. Let me let me talk about Hulk's dad for a second. Like, Rob, was it Robert Banner? His name was Robert Brian? Banner. Is it Brian, Brian Banner? Something. Yeah. Like I said, super asshole in the comics. Oh yeah, he like threw him. He like threw Bruce Banner when he was a baby. Yeah. He's like beating him up with beating him, beating him up as a baby. Yeah, like he's <laughs> like the most assholeest person you can find in a, in a comic. Yeah. But yeah, the whole thing about whatever his name is, Robert Banner, Brian Banner, something like that. The thing is, is that like I said, since he abused Bruce as a baby and abused his mom, and I'm pretty sure he killed his. Yeah, he killed his mom. And but the thing is, is that. And he killed his mom when he was four years old. So Bruce never actually dealt with the emotion of his mom dying. Yeah. So what happened is that's what the Hulk is. The Hulk is the four-year-old manifestation of himself dealing with his mom dying. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah I can dig that. Yeah, so it's all story. Like I said, it's Peter David Run back in the night, stuff like that. He hates his father. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, I think he actually had like a manifestation of his father back in the '90s, and whenever his father actually popped up, he instantly turned back normal again. Like Hulk, like even the Hulks were scared of the manifest manifestation of his father. There's actually a moment in the book where that happens, where like, um, yeah, the Hulk is you know talking to the father, right? And then the Hulk just finally realizes, you you know what, you're Bruce's, you're Bruce Banner's. You're Banner's fucking pain. I'm <laughs> right. the Hulk. You 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 scare him. I'm not Bruce. I'm not Banner. I'm, ba I'm not puny Banner, motherfucker. <laughs> so you got you got no power over me. 
Okay, because in the comics, he, in in the nineties, he was scared. He was just as scared of his father as, as Bruce was. Yeah. So. No, but this is a smarter Hulk. This is a more intelligent Hulk we're dealing with. That makes sense because this Hulk was like super dumb and shit like that. And he would he like start crying whenever the whenever the dad start coming around. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my turn now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. We got Justice League. Justice League number seven. Okay. So, like I said, this is I think this is the conclusion of the totality, uh, the whole arc and stuff like that. And I'm gonna try to break this book down as much as I can because Scott Snyder is. Peak Scott Snyder in this book. <laughs> so let's go to it. So basically, it starts off, it actually starts off in the past, like BC, like a long time ago. And you see Vandal Savage there. Vandal Savage is leading his tribe, you know, to war. Because, you know, Scott Snyder, being Scott Snyder, has tr- three tribes of man. You know, you have the tribe of the wolf, which Vandal Savage leads, tribe of the bat, and the tribe of the bird. So the wolf tribe is just fucking everybody up. And he's, he's looked at like the savior, stuff like that. And Vanessa looks in the sky and he sees the totality going because the totality is so massive, it actually breaks time and space. So even though it's, prior, it's going in, in present time, Vandal Savage can see it. And when it sees it, a piece of the totality drops off and that's the fragment that gives him his, more, his immortality. And when he touches that immortality and he touches that fragment and becomes immortal, Something changes in him where he's no longer the savior of humanity and he just wants to rule and conquer humanity because the totality has shown him something about humanity that he never known about and he can't go back to it. So that's what happened in the past. So now in the present day, you have Lex Luthor fighting Hawk Girl, even though he thought it killed her. And he's trying to use his doorknob to stop her and shit like that, using the mansion like that. Does not work at all whatsoever in there. So she just fucks Lex Luthor up and there's nothing Lex Luthor can do. Um, so she knocks him out and she's trying to go to the totality. She's trying to enter the totality herself, but Lex Luthor is still trying to stop her in their fighting. While they're doing it, John Stewart is still going around, you know, trying to power up the Earth as a white lantern before Umbrax, the, and I know I'm throwing a whole lot of words. I'm trying to <laughs> combine this shit. Uh, Umbrax, the ultraviolet green lantern planet, is about to attack Earth. And while June, uh, John Stewart is trying to power up the white lantern Earth, Sinestro stops him out of nowhere, stops him cold, and tells him, John Stewart, you are a dumbass. You didn't do anything. You didn't save anybody. And as a matter of fact, you probably just automatically guaranteed that you just killed everybody on the planet. Because Umbrax was just going to actually absorb Earth. Because Earth is just this piece of shit planet that's just full of darkness, full of sadness. And Umbrax is in place, but that's what it is. It, it embraces darkness and sadness. But since you surrounded with the white lantern energy, Umbrax looked at Earth as a threat. So Umbrax is about to destroy this planet. Because of you, John Stewart. And John Stewart like, no, you won't stop Earth and I'll stop you. And they fight some more shit like that. So while they're fighting, and Hawk Girl's fighting Lex Luthor, uh, we're in an underwater, undersea Legion of Doom base that Flash, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman are in. But they're being attacked by the other Legion of Doom, by Black Manta and his ship, and he's shooting at the, at shooting at the underwater place. Now, the thing is, they're trying to protect Flash because Flash has the power of the Steel Force. If he can access the Steel Force 100%, he actually send the Umbrax back to where it came from. But before he can do that, he's got to, you know, concentrate his mind and move his Steel Force, and he has a hard time doing it because he's the fast man alive. He doesn't know how to be Steel. So while they're doing that, uh, Aquaman is telling Wonder Woman, look, if they hit us one more time, we're done. They're going to flood this whole place, and I'll be okay, but you two are going to die because y'all can't breathe underwater. And Wonder Woman, and, and plus, I can't stop Black Manta outside because this wall is so thick. I can't talk to the fish. My fish powers are gone. 
and Wonder Woman like, don't worry about that author. Break through the wall right there and just escape. And like, but I can't leave y'all. And like, Wonder Woman like, don't worry about me. You just leave and just do what you want to do. So Aquaman breaks through the wall, swims off past Black Man and stuff like that. And while the water gets ready to flush it into the underwater base, Wonder Woman takes the biggest item she can find and, and clogs it up, you know, just in time for it to stop. And she's telling Barry, hurry the fuck up. They keep uh, coming for us. And Black Man is like, okay, I got five more seconds to refuel my rocket. And then they're going to blow up that fucking base. And then we'll be done with the Justice League. And on the you know, five, four, three, two, one, right when he counts down, before he can do that, two huge giant sharks come out of nowhere and tries to eat Black Manta's ship. And with Aquaman riding the top of it, you know. So they run off, you know, try not to get eaten. And Flash is able to access the Steel Force. He's able to access the Steel Force. He sends on breaks back. And that's it. And yeah. So the Justice League goes back. And Lex Luthor finds out he's been he's been beaten. Hawk Girl actually gets her hands on the totality. So she grabs him when she realized that Lex Luthor get the fuck out of there. He goes back to the Legion of Doom base, tells everybody to retreat. So no matter what fight they had, whether they win or losing, they retreat back to the Legion of Doom base. But they're back there. The Justice League is back at their base, and they're looking at totality, and they're trying to wonder, you know, whether or not they should use this power. What if they find out some stuff about the totality they don't even know about? And the thing is, Flash, actually, when he found, when he dug into the Steel Force, he uncovered the secrets of the universe, and he's scared to tell the rest of the teammates what he found because he's scared of what he saw. And while they're debating on what to do with the totality because they have to use totality to fix the multiverse... Uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman in the back room discussing on why Cheetah and Black Manta teaming up. And they're kind of like flirting with, flirting with each other. You know, back and forth, like little wings, stuff like that. But before they can go further and see what's going on with that, somebody actually teleports into the Just League, even though they've made every single precaution to stop people from doing that. And they look on the ground, it's this bleeding dude called Starman. Starman is this old golden age superhero with the stats like that. He's telling you, look, every question you have... I can answer for you right now. But the thing is, if you find out what's going on, three of the Justice League are gonna, members are going to die. And then while they're doing that, Lex, we cut back to Lex Luthor and the Legion of Doom. And Lex Luthor just realized, okay, the Justice League beat me. I have to find a way to make the Legion of Doom more powerful. They have to be better than what they've been before because the level we're at right now, Justice League is going to just beat us again. So he teleports to this room and he's talking to this guy. He's like, okay, you're right. I need your help. And the guy starts laughing and you look at who it is and it's the man who laughs. And he's back, and he oh, was the, like, "The Batman who laughs." The Batman who, the Batman who oh. laughs, exactly. Yeah, okay. And he's telling Lex Luthor, "I told you, Lex Luthor. Now that you're here, now we can begin." And that's how the book ends. So, yeah. Whew, man, Scott Snyder, why do you have the Scott Snyder so much? <laughs> Keep this shit simple, man. This shit is like really tough to get into. I had to read this shit like about three or four times. Really understand, like, wait, what? What the fuck happened? What, what's going on? Why the planet white again? You know. So, yeah, I, I get the book a 3.5 out of 5. It is some awesome shit in there. You just have to dig in and find it, you know. So, yeah. All right. Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it is. Busted your ass this weekend. <laughs> right. That's why I just read two books in this. So. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. What do I got? I got a bunch of indie books left. Um, I guess I'll go with Predator Hunters 2, number number two. So um, Predator Hunters, it's a group of uh, folks who come in contact with the, uh, a predator and survive. So now they're just like secret uh, black ops team that go around the world hunting predators. 
Um, this is the sequel to the last arc, which was last year. Um, right now, they're, the, the hunters are in Afghanistan responding to um, predator predator uh, circumstances going on in Afghanistan. Uh, the, some of these uh, terrorist cells in, uh, are are being killed by a predator, by an alien force that they, you know, so they've got, they're going in and investigating. They're tracking this uh, predator that's going around, um, killing all these, these jihadists. And they, they're at a village. And basically the, the, uh, the people believe that it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, like an angel or, or, or the gene, whatever the, the, the genie, those, uh, those like angels or spirits that, um, sort of watch over the people or whatever that's what they believe is happening that the that all these jihadists are being killed and it's it's they're and they're actually it's a good thing and they're being protected so they think it's um uh it's like a, a spirit an angel watching over them but uh every but the, the 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 team finds this kid who says yeah i know what's going on it's not a it's not a genie it's not an angel it's it's um it's something worse because God would not do what's being done to these to these jihadists, and, um, so but I'll I'll help you. So he agrees to help the help track this thing, and um, basically uh, they're they're they they're searching for the they're about to go into the mountains to search for the predator's lair, and then they find a there's some drones flying overhead. And you're like, what the fuck is that shit? And that's when the leader of the team. Which her name's uh, is it Jaina? She's kind of like the leader of the squad, and she lets them or J Jaya, Jaya or whatever. She she lets the team know that yeah, there's other basically there's an other other black ops teams looking for predators too, but they're not out to kill the predators. They're after their tech, so that's why we need to get to uh, this predator and get get to the predator first before these other. Um, this other military group gets to them because they they just want the, their weaponry and we can't let that 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 technology fall into the wrong hands. So that's basically the gist of this story. Um, a lot it's starting to pick up. Um, like I said, my my issue with these predator books is they take a they they, they take a while to uh, get going. But now with issue two, it seems like a, it, you know. It, 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 we're, we're getting some more uh, heavy drama going on. Um, there's the art is really cool. There's some really cool violent, gory death scenes of predator doing predator shit. So yeah, I give it a four out of five. I, I'm still on board. And with you know, it's just keeping me uh, keeping me hyped for the predator movie that's coming out in uh, next week or the week in a couple weeks soon. Come, coming soon, the new predator. Movie. Okay, I'm thinking Eli, we might need to do a big blowout for that movie. Yeah, I'll see. I, I, I'll see from now. I'm gonna look at the new trailer out, and we'll see how we go from there. I right. do blow out. So, uh, and plus we see how it does at the box office. Also, see if we get some hits. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next book I'm gonna review is what am I reviewing? Uh, Captain America three. Like I said, last book I got. Oh yeah. Uh, written by Tenny Hissy Colts. Mm -hmm. So and yeah, and basically how the book starts off, uh, they are in, in Kathy. I'm probably saying it wrong. Alberia, and basically it's Sharon Carter because she was sent on a mission by Thunderbolt Ross with these two guys, 
and she's telling and she's driving in this back road with these guys that she's in the back seat with she's like it's okay you don't have to take me here i've been to this place before i can go here on my own and the two guys are telling her no it's it's okay to take this back road it's better this way so you know sharon's antennas are already up so she just went ahead and just takes one guy out you know stabs him shoots him stuff like that and holds the other guy hostage you like get out the car you know so because she knows something isn't right so while they're doing that we go back to steve rogers he's undercover because you know he's been benched by Thunderbird Ross, so he's been he's undercover right now. He's in the small town. They never give the name of the small town, but he's there talking to this you know this townie. He's there and he's just telling this whole situation about you know how his son is on drugs and his wife's on disability and he got laid off from his job. And you know Steve is asking him, so what happened? Why is he, why are you doing so bad in life right now? He's like, why do you think? Because of Hydra. And he was like, because of Hydra. He's like, yeah. Well, Hydra was in charge. They had health care for everybody. They had jobs for everybody. They cleaned up the streets for uh from drugs. Uh, everybody had money in their pocket. It was a stable economy. Now look, I don't agree with everything they did because they were some fucking Nazis. But you gotta admit that life was better when they were there. So so then what changed? He was like, well, even though Hydra's there, there's another team that stepped in, called themselves the Power Elite, and they decided to step in and decided to you know pick up the pieces where Hydra left off. They decided to fund everything, help clean the drugs, and now everything is getting back to where it was before. So, yeah, this is how America is supposed to be. So he holds up a beer, you know, toast with Steve Rogers. Now, this is the real America, you know. So Steve leaves. He's sitting talking to this guy like, man, this guy's a fucking dumbass. That ain't the real America. The real America is like when, when Pearl Harbor bombed us and we all agreed on the same policies and principle because America was united. That's the real America. You know, he's talking to himself. Why he's muttering to himself and like that. A uh, bug-shaped spaceship flies over his head, teleports him to the spaceship, and it's... Black Panther and Okoye, because <laughs> apparently Wakandas can teleport now. So they're sitting there talking to him, and they're like, "Yeah, we got some more information. We found out what's going on. This whole nice town they have are going here. It's a terrorist cell. We figured out what's going on. We know exactly what's going on. Those nuke terrorists that are going around that you that been terrorized Chicago and Washington, they're right here in this town right here, and we know exactly where they are. They're like, oh really? Yeah. Matter of fact, we know exactly who's building them. It's this guy named Zeke Stain. He's the one that's bioengineering these guys to uh, crank out these nuke soldiers left and right. And Cap's like, oh, damn. And Black Panther's like, no, it, it's worse than that. Not only is Zeke the one doing this stuff, he's being funded by somebody in Washington. Cap's like, oh, shit. I shouldn't, at this point, I shouldn't even be surprised anymore. No. And Black Panther giving this long speech. No, Cap, you should be surprised. Because the moment that you're not, you don't have any faith in America, that's when America dies. Giving him the long speech like that. So like, okay, anyway, give me the plan. What's going on? And he tells him, okay, tell you what, Cap. This is what I'm going to do for you. I will help you find the uh, the terrorist cell where the new soldiers are. I will help you uncover who's funding this operation. I just ask you one thing. Zeke Stain, his ass is mine. He tried to overthrow Wakanda a couple uh, months ago because he, in the Black Panther book, Coastal Running, he was the guy behind everything. I want him, and I'm going to have some words with him when I find him. And Cap's like, okay, deal. Let's find him. But I, one thing. With these soldiers, these American soldiers, is there any way we can save them? And black man like, nah, we, we can't save them. I, I, I had my, my uh, scientists look at it every single way we can. There's nothing we can do. So they decide to rush in. They bombard it, and it's like 100 nuke soldiers in there. And they just fight them all, just left and right. And the thing is, one of the soldiers actually get the drop on Cap and stabs him in the, in the side. And the reason Cap is able to, and they're able to get the drop on Cap, because Cap isn't fighting these guys at full strength. Because he he said he wasn't built to fight American soldiers. These guys are fighting against their will. These this isn't Hydra. This is an aim. These are people that fought in the war just like he did, and they're forced against the way to do that. Meanwhile, while the soldiers, nuke soldiers, about to get the drop on Cap and kill him, 
uh, Black Panther stabs him through the chest with a spear. And he realized, oh, yeah, Black Panther doesn't give a shit about American soldiers. So, And while he stabs his uh, chest through the spear, the spear teleports back in Black Panther's hand because Wakandans can teleport now, you know. And so they rush him and stuff like that. Then all of a sudden, Zeke Stane pops out of nowhere, and he starts to get into the fight. And then Cap is able to get the drop on him by stabbing him with the same knife to stab him. And when he's stunned for a little while, Black Panther is standing over him. And Cap just looks at him like, you know what, I'm going to let you two have a conversation because y'all got a lot to catch up on. So I'm going to leave out of here. So he sees Okoye heading to the control center because they found a way to stop the nuke soldiers. They need to get to the control center. But she can't get there because there's too many of the nuke soldiers. So Captain America dodges, rushes in, holds off like 100 nuke soldiers. He tells Okoye to get in the room and I'm going to hold them off as long as I can. But you got to hurry up. Otherwise, they're going to, you know, kill me. So she gets in there, put the virus in there, take out the nuke soldiers. While she's in there, she finds some more information. So when she leaves out, of course, all the nuke soldiers fall to the ground. And she's he's about to, you know, thank Black Panther for helping stuff like that. But Okoye is like, uh, Captain Rogers, my king, we have to get to Sharon Carter immediately. You know, that's where it's And then when we cut it back to Sharon Carter, you know, she's got that uh, the guy in the car holding him hostage. You know, she want to find information like why they were trying to assassinate her. What she could do that this old lady in the green hoodie shows up and just sucks all the life out of that hostage. And she takes off the hoodie and it's Celine, that same you know russian bad guy we saw from the first issue and she's like uh i'm here to answer all your questions sharon carter and that's how the book ends so yeah a lot of political intrigue and you know uh, a lot of subtext going on so a lot of interesting stuff going on with this book uh honestly eli i'm putting this on my pull list yeah, it's on mine yeah i, this, yeah, I mean I, each I issue it seems to be getting better so. yeah I'm, I'm into it you know yeah, so i'm just wondering why wasn't Coast doing this with <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, man. Well, he was. He just didn't have like fights. <laughs> Nobody was fighting. Yeah, now he's got fight <laughs> and the fight scenes are clear. That's the thing yeah. about it, you know. <laughs> it's, it's like he had all these ideas and like, oh, I suppose I should have an action scene here and it'd, it'd be like two panels. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, while Black Panther just monologuing about some other shit that has yeah, nothing to do with yeah. So yeah. yeah I and mean, we're talking, I mean, you're talking about how, you know, politics and comics and how it, 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 it's turning people off. Um, and I, I, I can see how some of them are so, the, the politics is so in your face. It's so blatantly just, you know, uh, just, just, it does seem like an agenda. But I think this, this strikes a good balance. Of yeah, it's, making it's kind all of these... in your face, but at the same time, there's a lot more subtext to it. Also, it's it's almost yeah. both, you know. Yeah, there, it's it's very well balanced between the story, because you could just take this as just the storyline, you know, of a superhero story. But yeah, there it is layered with all this, you know, social and political commentary. And I think it's he's he's doing a good job with that. Yeah, you know? I, I think in comics, I think Captain America and both Black Panther are two of the most political superheroes there are. I mean. Yeah. People that write those books, it's almost impossible not to have political agenda with them. So if you put them both in the same book, you have no choice but to. Even if you make a story about werewolves or some shit, you're going to read some kind of political subtext into it. Just yeah. because of the nature of the characters. Yeah, it's coming of age, it's the body changing, metamorphosis. Yeah, there's all kinds of layers to those stories. But what I liked, too, in this book was... The fact, like when he, when when Steve is in that like small town America, and he's talking about how, oh yeah, they they how Hydra or the power elite or whoever it is now 
made America great again. Yeah, and they, they see, looked out for us. Like, they, Washington they, yeah. forgot about us, they looked out for us. Yeah, you see why they are backing this, this you know, this regime. Right. And, you know, and, and that's the thing is like, yeah, you can say, yeah, it's a total parallel between Trump supporters and blah, 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 blah. But you, you also see their perspective of that. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, small town America is, you know, they're 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 losing their jobs. They're losing their businesses. You right. Know, and, they, and, and that's the thing. A lot of people don't understand how can somebody be a Trump supporter? Post yeah. is telling you. He's telling yeah. you right there how you make a Trump supporter. Yeah, it's like yeah. If you're from a small town, you don't live in a big city, and you rely on farmers and and your businesses and, and the mines or whatever to, to 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 for jobs in your economy, and all that's failing. And here comes some dude who says he's going to fix all that. You can tell how some people were like, okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? They, 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 I mean, you know, they back their horse. Yeah, nobody nobody wants their life to suck. You know, right. that's what we all have in common. I think he really touches on that. You know. So like said, and I think it's both subtext and text at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. And and he doesn't go he doesn't blatantly okay, you guys are bad guys now. Because I think that's what turns a lot of these political comics off or people off with this all this political commentary in these comics is because, you know, they take us they take such a hard lined um, divisive stance, you know. Right. Whereas, like, oh, if it's a left stance, well, then if you if you if your views are conservative and right wing, well, then you're the enemy in these stories. And you know, if you're then, well, I'd be pissed off too if I'm like, okay, right. every I'm, time you read a story, I'm, you're the bad guy. Right? I'm the bad guy, and this is the blood. So I can tell while some people are like, fuck comic books and fuck this <laughs> shit. <laughs> but hey, I thought, I yeah, understand it too. I mean, you don't want to see that every time you read it. You do want to see, you know, shades of gray in it sometimes. Yeah, and I think that's what that's what this book is doing really well. It's it's just painting this broad picture of what's going on in the country right now, while you know showing some kick-ass comic book writing. You know, right. <laughs> so, so. Yeah. So. Good job. I'm digging He's it. becoming the writer that we always thought he could be in comics. Yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Four point five out of five. So yeah. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Well, All right, well, my last thing, book. One more thing I want to say about this, and I'll, I'll let you get to it. I can't give Coach too much credit, though. I do feel like he's piggybacking a lot of Nick Spencer's story, and a lot of stuff in here Nick Spencer was doing also before editorial cut his knees from under him. <laughs> that's that's all I wanted to say from that. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I got Bully Wars from Image Comics, uh, Scotty Young. Um, his, uh, if you know who Scotty Young is, he's a very, uh, very cartoony. He did I Hate Fairyland. Um, didn't get too much into I Hate Fairyland. Uh, I read a few issues. I actually got a Fuck Fairyland variant cover. Number one. I wonder if that's worth anything. <laughs> so, but, um, Hang on to it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, this is in that very same, um, tradition of, of I Hate Fairyland, very cartoony, uh, artwork, bright colors, um, exaggerated features, and you know characters. So this is about this is Bully Wars. This is a town of Rottenville where um, these three kids, um, they're sort of the outcasts. They're starting their first day of high school, and um, well, they have a bully. Uh, what's the guy's name again? Uh, I can't remember this guy's kid's name. Anyway, the bully that's 
they've he's been bullied all they've been bullied by this kid all their life and he's following them to high school now where he is claiming okay now it's high school i have to you know i i have to establish myself as the alpha and um and you know and show who show everybody who's the boss because i'm the i'm the king of the bullies you know thus far but it turns out there's a twist that kid ends up getting bullied by bigger kids hmm. so yeah the tables have turned he can this bigger kid picks on him and fucks with him all day and you know and uh basically the bully is bullied and he's like what the fuck am i gonna do i i you know tomorrow's get uh, i'll start fresh tomorrow blah 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 I'm, um, you know, you know, I, I got to establish myself as, as 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 the king of the bullies here. And one of the one of the outcasts basically comes in and says, hey, I'm going to help you out. So we have a little bit of a, the, the team up, the, the the bullied and the bully will be teaming up. So um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's um, not as violent as I hate Fairyland was. <laughs> so it seems like it could it's got a good message going and um it just seems like a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to give this a whirl. Uh, I give it a four out of five. The artist, you know, it's Scotty Young. It's it's really cool, crazy artwork, and just it's got a it's just got a fun message, you know. So positivity. So yeah, four yeah, out of five. I, I just feel like I hate Fairyland. Just has some negative connotation to it, but that's just me. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I I yeah, I mean, especially at the time there was you know you had Adventure Time, mm-hmm. you had Although, you know, those sort of really cartoony, um, you know, head lopper and all that stuff uh, going around, just sort of these exaggerated takes on fantasy, uh, fantasy genres and stuff like that. And um, it, was, it was, you know, it, it had a sort of a Johnny the Homicidal Maniac feel for it. Feel for it, uh, I felt that that hooked me for a little bit, but I just didn't stay with it and um it's just an acquired I, I mean i'm just too old but this is uh like i said this is just fun you know just uh good old-fashioned fun so so yeah thanks okay uh shoot you got any more uh no that's it i, mean, really? I read a bu- i read a bunch but i don't you know i don't want to talk about it border town i read that 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 awesome art but i don't know where it's going you know, border towns. It's it's uh, Vertigo. This um, it's uh, Arizona. There's a on a border town, Mexico American border. There's like a, a doorway to a demon world, Aztec demon world. So there's all kinds of blatant political, in-your-face politics going on. Uh, reminds me a little bit of that. Uh, what's the Will Smith fork movie? Um, the what movie? The, the, the Will Smith on Netflix with the orcs and oh, shit. Oh, uh, right, yeah. It, it kind of like that, where it's like taking the, sh- the that the horror fantasy genre and just you know replacing it with you know you, insert your political commentary here. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you know, um, kind of like that. Uh, I, I I don't know. Um, art's really cool, but I'm I'm not sure. I might I might stick with number two just to see where it's going. Because, like I said, the art is cool, but um, not not sure about it. So this, that, that's Border Town. Um, and then I read some other Batman, but I don't feel like talking about that shit. Don't worry. <laughs> Every other podcast will talk about Batman, whatever yeah. happened in that one. So, yeah, good luck with that. 
Uh, I'm interested in seeing what they got to say about the books we got because I know they're gonna do the books we did, and I just went here, there, you know, to think about it. I know Gomer has been raving about the Captain Everywhere, so I'm, I'm interested in what he says on you know Comic Cast. So, uh, yeah, like Thanos, there was that Thanos book that I was eyeing, and like as Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought, oh, Leroy's gonna read that. I didn't really give a shit, be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I almost picked up the Thanos book, but I'm like, then I, I, I was like. Damn, this sounds like it's referring to all the shit that I haven't been following. So I figured I wouldn't know what was going on. Uh, I that's the thing. I wouldn't know either. Plus, I saw Captain America had a new run. I was like, those are the two books I got. I got Justin yeah. and Captain America, fuck Asgardians of the Galaxy, and yeah. Frog Thor, and whatever the fuck is going on in here. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, if you listen to it this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Definitely listen to our sister podcast, Geek Sav. Listen to all the other podcasts we have, Comic Cast. We have Geek Sav and Comics. We have Talking Football or something. Uh, get valiant. Yes, they're still going strong. Oh, I'm missing somebody. Instruments of destruction. Probably fucked it up. Anyway, uh, Hoodoo TV. Listen to, listen to those guys too. So we got a whole bunch and probably some more down the pipeline that I have no idea about. Uh, yeah. And like I said, basically tweet into us or Facebook us and act and ask me, am I right or am I racist? <laughs> if you get one of them right, I'm, you might win something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that being said, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And I'm about to go play Spider-Man.
that I used to sell But once my album goes in the shelves It's going next, tell how it's finna sell For now we're selling tapes out my shoebox Any spot just set up my shop You're mad that your girl always says that I'm hot She buy my t-shirts but she's spending your guap uh, Say what up if you see me around Nike and yeah, separate my feet from the ground It's just Nike's on my feet, keep my safe complete Like, 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 like